It's time now for Alaska Outdoors Magazine on Talk 700 KBYR. Opinions and views expressed on Alaska Outdoors Magazine are not necessarily the opinions and views of staff and management of KBYR. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Alaska Outdoors Magazine. Welcome to Alaska Outdoors Magazine with host Evan Swenson. You're invited to come along with us as we bring you accurate and authentic answers for Alaskans by Alaskans. It's your KBYR window to Alaska's outdoors. If it's in the outdoors and in Alaska, it's right here on Alaska Outdoor Magazine. Now here's Evan Swenson, your host for Alaska Outdoor Magazine. Good afternoon, I'm Evan Swenson, and today we'll be talking with you. We'll be asking you to share your reasons for living in Alaska while you're here and what you like about the state. And today I'm asking for your help. This is my mom's 81st birthday. We're not able to be together today. She's in Salt Lake City, Utah. But through the invention of Alexander Graham Bell, she's joined us on the program via telephone. Now here's how you can help. Think about what you like about Alaska while you live here, and then call in and share it with us. At the same time, wish my mom, Betty Dodge, a happy 81st birthday. And we'll stop for Alaska Outdoors Subsistence Scenarios and Solutions. Go to the phones for your uh, comments, uh, happy birthday greetings, and save time for one last cast. Today's one last cast is titled, How Is It Really? Now this is a live show originating in Anchorage. Share with us what you like about Alaska and why you live here. And as a special favor to me while you're at it, uh, wish my mom, uh, Betty Dodge, a happy birthday. Let us know why you live here and what you like about Alaska. Well, uh, good afternoon, Mom, and happy birthday. Mom, are you with us? Yeah. Hey, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> so I'm a whole year older. Yeah, you are. Time we... flies in, in Salt Lake. Yes, it does. I'm it... really only half that old, but you know, <laughs> the calendar keeps telling me I'm 81. Well, we've got uh, some folks that want to tell us about Alaska, and they may even uh, wish you a happy birthday. Phelps, let's go to our first caller today. Go ahead, caller. Oh. Hi, Evan. Uh, hi, Betty Dodge. Happy birthday. Thank this you. This is Rebecca. Well, hi. Oh, hi, hi Rebecca. Hey. Um, I like Alaska because um, I like, mostly I like the summers. I like the long, um, the, the, the light. I didn't even talk. <laughs> I like the sunlight, the long days. I like um, going out and hiking and going to different lakes. and That's the kind of stuff I like about Alaska up here. What do you do at the lakes, uh, Rebecca? At the lakes, uh, most of the time I just like to take the kids out there and we just play. Sometimes they go and swim. Throw rocks at the water and kick logs, I'll bet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Uh, Philip, we got another caller. Good afternoon, caller. What do you like about Alaska? Well, Mr. Swenson, there's a great deal that I like about Alaska, but I... <laughs> I recognize your sweet and melodious voice. <laughs> Hello there, Dusty Sourdough. Well, I've got to tell you, uh, I'm glad that your mother's on the other line because I've got to tell her she's got one fine little boy and a big, large, happy birthday to her all the way down to Salt Lake. Thank you very much, and I agree about the, bo the wonderful son. He is. He's became a very good friend, and I, I've got to tell you, he is a super type of guy. And uh, you did real good raising that young man, I'll tell you for sure. Oh, boy, you guys give me the big head. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you like about Alaska, Dusty? You know, it, it would be easier and much shorter if I told you what I didn't like about it. And I, there, there's so little there that I can't tell you that I don't like that it would be difficult. But the beautiful days, living out here in the rural part where we're at, it's a writer's paradise as well as probably the most gorgeous place on earth. As, as an entertainer, as you know, I've traveled 
throughout, and there's no place that I'd rather be than, than right here sitting in my little cabin on the Little Susitna River, enjoying our beautiful surroundings. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, you calling today. And I uh, appreciate you wishing uh, my mom a happy birthday. Thanks for all those lies you said about me. Oh, they were all the truth, Evan. You know it. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. You're okay. kind. Bye-bye. Tell Sandy hello. I will. All right. Philip, have we got another caller uh, holding on? Okay, if you'd uh, like to uh, call in, tell us today what you like about Alaska. Up to you and while you're at it, you can wish uh, my mom, uh, uh, Betty Dodge, a happy birthday. Uh, mom, uh, I put on the Internet, I uh, mail out to a few folks from time to time, some things, and I've uh, got some uh, people on the Internet that I've uh, never met, of course, but have become a kind of friends. And I asked them to tell us what their impressions w- w- were of Alaska, and some of them responded to that. And, uh, and at the same time, I said, while you're at it, why don't you just wish my mom a happy birthday? Here's uh, Dick Eckersall, 29 Palms, California. He wrote to me and says, here's wishing you, Betty Dodge, a very happy and exciting birthday from the Desert Critter in the California desert town of 29 Palms. I was in Kodiak from 1948 to 1950. I had one son born there, have nothing but great memories of the area. It really spoiled me for fishing in the lower 48. There is no comparison. Would like very much to go for a return visit. And uh, another writer, Jeff Harrison family from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, wrote to us and says, Happy birthday, Mrs. Dodge. You're 81 years young. If you were an Alaska Husky, you'd be 540 years old. Have a wonderful year. Our impressions of Alaska are based on our trip last summer in that it's really big. We couldn't get over seeing a large range, <coughs> excuse me, a large range of mountains and several glaciers on the slopes only to find another bigger range an hour later with even more glaciers. We also found it extremely beautiful and peaceful having spent de- 10 days in the wilderness. This is Jeff Harrison family, Cincinnati, Ohio. Mom, you've been to Alaska a few times. What's your impression of Alaska? Oh, I loved Alaska, and I've always said if I were younger, I would like to have retired there. But I don't think I would like all the cold and uh, the dark. However, when people say to me, Alaska, you've been to Alaska? Wasn't it terribly cold? Well, a few years ago, I was there in February, and we went out in a field and had a bonfire and had tailgate lunch. They couldn't believe that because every time you mention Alaska to someone, they think it's ice and igloos, and you have to convince them that it isn't all ice and igloos. <laughs> I love it there. Yeah. Now, uh, you've been here in the summer, too, haven't you, Mom? Yes, and it's yeah. beautiful, beautiful green. I, I loved it there in the summer. And what I, one thing I liked about Alaska, too, no one hurries. There's no pressure, no hurry, hurry, hurry all the time. But the country was just gorgeous. Uh, I've walked up the highway toward Seward and gone along and picked flowers, taken them home and put them in silica sand with a daughter-in-law. Just really enjoyed it. And I just have nothing but fond memories constantly. I just wish it wasn't so expensive to fly up there all the time so I could go back and forth. Well, why don't we just buy us an airline, Mom? All right, why don't we? <laughs> we had uh, Tom Sr. Uh, wrote in and talking about Alaska. He says, oh, yeah, did we enjoy our third visit to Alaska last June? Fishing trip to Seward, king salmon fishing on the Russian River, off to Talkeetna, fishing for more kings, driving over the mountain ranges, staying in real Alaska motels, drinking with the locals. We'll be back soon. 
And another writer wrote, says, A very happy birthday to Betty Dodge. You must be a wonderful mother to have raised a child who ended up in Alaska. Alaska is truly paradise on earth. We lived in North Pole for three years, and I have no idea why we now live in Iowa. I guess I like to be close to my mom who lives in Iowa too. It would be great if my mom could move to Salt Lake City uh, so when I visit I could see mountains. Salt Lake is beautiful but only a cute place compared to the magnificent beauty in Alaska. We visited Alaska again uh, last August. We put 1,600 miles on a rental car in a week. We flew into Fairbanks, traveled to Valdez for a wonderful fishing day with Luck of the Irish Charters, they're great people, drove to Anchorage, Denali, and back to Fairbanks. We stayed in B&Bs at each stop. The B&B route is the way to travel in Alaska. I've stayed in many motels and hotels previously. Each of the B&Bs we stayed in were unique, from elegant to rustic. They all had a common thread, the most hospitable, kind, and generous people on earth. If you come to Alaska, uh, see, I still think I live there. You will enjoy staying on the B at the B&Bs, and the people operating them can tell you the best activities to take in. Anyone wanting advice on traveling to Alaska for hunting or vacation can contact me as I have a bit of experience and would gladly share my files with all. And that's uh, signed by Patrick Canelli of uh, Iowa. And here's another one from a little further away, Mom. It says, uh, many happy returns to your mother's birthday on January 8th from two ladies in Switzerland. We've been to Alaska twice so far and have become really hooked. It's such a pristine countryside, and we have experienced many exciting events. Wildlife watching, salmon fishing, gold panning. That's why we certainly want to come back, just like many of our countrymen and women. All the best to you and, of course, your mom. Mine gets 82 in April of 98, and she's been to Alaska, too. Loved it ever so much. Marianne and Chris from Switzerland. We have another caller, Mom. Let's uh, go to our caller. Good afternoon, caller. Go ahead. Hello, Evan. This is Bob Brock. With well, Martin hello, Martin. Bob. How are you doing? I've been expecting your call. Well, good. We want to wish your mother a very happy birthday. Thank uh, you. Betty Dodge, happy birthday to you. Thank you. You're, like my father, you've been around the sun 81 times. I hope you're you're doing good. <laughs> I am doing good, and I don't feel 81. Well, but good. You have to think young, keep going, keep moving all the time, and then you're not old. Oh, good. Bob, uh, can you hold on just a second? Sure we'll can. take a break, and sure then can. we'll come back and uh, talk to you about the uh, Ski Joring and the Ski Polk Association uh, Saturday's events. Thanks. We are uh, going to take a break, but when we come back, we will... Uh, pause uh, for uh, Bob Rock and to talk about the North American Ski Drawing and Ski Polk Association, their events this uh, Saturday. We'll continue with our visit with you and hear why you live in Alaska and what you like about the state. And we'll save time later for today's one last cast titled, How Is It Really? Stay tuned to Alaska Outdoor Magazine, your KBYR window to Alaska's outdoors. There's an author masterminds book by Lyle O'Connor, the new master of crime thrillers, Due Process. Enter the realm of Walter, the serial killer. Share his thoughts, his emotions, his pain, and his need to assassinate. Appalled by adjudicators coddling criminals under the guise of civil rights, Walter factors himself in as a lethal consequence for depraved individuals walking out of court with a slap on the wrist as punishment for heinous crimes. When applying justice, he finds right and wrong interchangeable. Body count is his only measure of success. You'll find all of Lyle's Vigilante serial killer novels with the publication's consultant's logo on the cover at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. 
If you'd like to be an Author Mastermind's published author like Lyle O'Connor, the new master of crime thrillers, publication consultants can help. If you've written a book, if you're writing a book, or if you're thinking about writing a book, call for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. Call 349-2424. Due process was just a dream until Lyle ordered his own Bringing Your Book to Market. Publication consultants will send you the booklet free. Call 349-2424 for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. 349-2424. Lyle O'Connor called, and now due process is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. You're listening to Alaska Outdoor Magazine on 700 KBYR. Welcome back to your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors, Alaska Outdoor Magazine. We're glad you decided to come along with us. And now it's time for Alaska Outdoors Traveling the Tundra and a visit with Bob Brock from the North American Ski Joring and Ski Polk Association about this Saturday's events. Uh, Mom, by the way, before we talk to, to Bob, do you know what ski joring is? Ski what? Ski joring? I guess you don't. No, I don't. Bob, you're going to have to tell my mom what it is before you can tell us about the event, I guess. Okay. Uh, ski joring, it's a Norwegian word, and it means ski driving. And you, it's a cross-country skier, and he's tethered to a horse, uh, a dog. But, but we race with dogs, or we, we work with dogs. And, and so you're just basically using a dog as a, as a power source, draft animal. Sounds wonderful. Oh, it's a riot. Well, well, tell us about the activities that are coming up this uh, Saturday. Okay, we've got a uh, Kincaid race. We have it every year, an annual race. Stefan's Tool Rental is sponsoring it. And it will start at, uh, the first race will start at 1 o'clock, and that will be a 10K race. That's twice around the mice loop. And then we'll have a recreational race, which is 5 kilometers, once around the loop. We'll start at 1.30 p.m. Uh, and... Uh, Registration is from 10.30 to up 12.30 or maybe 1 o'clock, depending upon how many folks show up. And uh, there's a $10 registration fee. And anybody who knows how to ski and has a dog and just wants to maybe find out how well you do in a, in a short race, it's a perfect time to come out. It's, it's not a competitive event. Uh, and we have one-and-a-half-minute intervals between uh, racers. Now, if someone just brought their dog out there, you uh, saying that they'd, you'd have a harness that they could use, or did they take care of that first? No, we could we could provide harnesses. I think we've got about 18 harnesses, uh, but you and a belt. I mean, you, you should have some type of a uh, a belt, uh, but the club may have a few and some tethers that that someone could borrow. But um, we we want to stress that. You, you, you at least know how to ski. The mice loop is one of the easier loops at Kincaid Park, but it does have some real tight turns and some downhills, and it would be important to, to know how to control yourself. You know, we, with the uh, ski accidents this week that have been in the paper, you know, there's a lot of trees, and, and uh, you don't want to have anybody get hurt. So uh, somebody could just show up there with a willing dog, and, a, and at least they knew how to ski, cross-country ski. Uh-huh. We, we try to set them up. Yeah, we try to set them up. Hmm. So... We encourage anybody to come on out, and kids also. Uh, it's if they know how to ski, and you've got a family dog, come on out. And uh, everybody's real helpful and, and supportive, so it's it's not a, a a tense situation at all. It's it's more fun than it is competitive. Mom, do you remember the uh, dog I used to have called? I think it was called Freckles. 
Yes. You, you remember what breed that dog was? Mm, it was a mixture of several. I was thinking it was a German short hair, t uh, short hair pointer. Yes, that's true. That's true, but I, I'm not sure it was pure breed. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. Uh, Bob, tell my mom what dog you race. Well, I race a short hair pointer, and, and that, uh, you know, as far as I know, it is the champion dog in ski jewel racing in uh, Scandinavia. And it has I been. I thought all of the ski racing dogs that that you hear about or read about are all Alaskan Husky or that type. The northern breeds, yeah. They're fast dogs. Uh, they tend to be lighter, though. And so oh. a single dog, um, they, you know, a short hair male is about 80 pounds, and they're extremely fast. Uh, they actually are faster than, than some of our northern breeds. But they're short-distance dogs. They're not, you know, if you're, you're going to go out overnight, they're not, you know, they're not provided for a coat with it, and they're not, they're not good for that. Mm. But they are the champs. Now you you run them both one at a time, don't you, Bob? Well, I run when I, when I race. I just run one dog. Uh -huh. I only have one that's really uh, competitive, and then my other dogs. I'll I'll tether them all three up, and we just go for a you know just a fun run, you know, a couple three times a week. Well, Mom, if uh, if you'd have come to Alaska when you was younger, and we'd have brought freckles. Why, uh, Bob would have taught us how to ski jor, and I may have been the world ski champion, something or other. Might have been. I bet Bob could teach us how. Sounds fun, Bob. Okay. Okay, I appreciate your call, and uh, keep in touch with us uh, on future events coming up. Sure will. Thanks, Evan. Okay, you bet. Talk to you later. That would be kind of fun, yeah. wouldn't it, Mom? Hook old freckles up and uh, sure burning down the uh, the trail, uh, hanging on. That would have been really exciting. I wish we could have done that. Uh, when you were uh, young, uh, Mom, living in uh, Oak City, uh, out in that farming community, d now did you have uh, sled uh, rides and and uh, things like that, or s uh, sledding on the hills? What did you do activity-wise yes, in the we winter? Did. Then there was a lot of snow, more than they have there now, and so we would take our sleds, carry our sleds, and walk up to what we called the Jack Hill, which wasn't a very high hill, but it came clear down into the town, and we'd get on our sleds and ride clear down and stop at the, well, we went quite a few blocks, and of course we'd pick up the sled and walk back up again. Then we also had uh, sleighs that several people in town had a sleigh, with seats in that you could sit in, the old typical sleigh like you see on picture postcards now, and we would get in those at night and cover up with blankets and go riding. Or sometimes we, a man would get us on a sled that he'd change from his wagon uh, box to sleds in the wintertime, hook horses up with bells on, and as teenagers, as soon as we, in this little town, as soon as we heard those bells, that means grab your coat and run. And we'd be standing so thick in that sleigh that if he stopped, we'd all fall out. <laughs> and of course, no one got hurt. It was snow piled high, and then we'd climb in again and really have fun. I don't think young people have that kind of fun here anymore, at least. They probably do in Alaska, but... Not here. Now they have to get in a car, two and two, and go someplace. Well, Philip was telling me the other day, his, uh, his our engineer mom, he was telling me that they're out fun with uh, these paintballs. They go out in the woods and shoot each other with paint, I guess. I, we're uh -huh. going we're gonna to talk about that someday if Philip can get someone, some expert to come in and explain that to us. 
Mom, we're going to take a break. Uh, hold on. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we'll stop for Alaska Outdoors subsistence scenarios and solution. We'll continue our visit uh, and uh, hear why you live in Alaska and what you like about the state. And, of course, later on, we'll uh, save time for today's one last cast titled, How Is It Really? Stay tuned to Alaska Outdoor Magazine, your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors. There's an author masterminds book by Gordon Parker, Tales of Crime and Corruption creator, The Empty Mint Mystery. Darcy Anderson crouched in the bushes, trying hard to be invisible. She held the small, silver-plated revolver ready. Two innocent people had already been murdered. She was determined she wouldn't be the third. Darcy clutched the revolver and prayed. You'll find all of Gordon's crime and corruption mystery novels with the publication consultant's logo on the cover at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. If you'd like to be an author mastermind's published author like Gordon Parker, Tales of Crime and Corruption creator, publication consultants can help. If you've written a book, if you're writing a book, or if you're thinking about writing a book, call for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. Call 349-2424. The Empty Mint Mystery was just a dream until Gordon ordered his own Bringing Your Book to Market. Publication consultants will send you the booklet free. Call 349-2424 for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. 349-2424. Gordon Parker called, and now the Empty Mint Mystery is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. You're listening to Alaska Outdoor Magazine on 700 KBYR. Welcome back to your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors, Alaska Outdoor Magazine. We're glad you decided to come along with us. Now, before we return to you and hear why you live in Alaska and what you like about the state, here's Alaska Outdoors subsistence scenarios and solutions. Governor Tony Knowles' press release dated August the 8th, 1997 said, quote, I vow to never relinquish our rights as a state. Our statehood compact seeks to uphold the very terms that we were agreed to when Alaska joined the Union. A deal is a deal. Alaskans will never relinquish our rights as a state. End quote. Governor Knowles, in a speech to the Alaska Federation of Natives on October the 23rd, 1997, said, quote, Four years ago, here before you as a candidate, I made two pledges to do all I could to amend our state constitution for a rural subsistence priority and to drop the lawsuit which would have invalidated Title VIII of ANELCA. I have kept my word. End of quote. In promising Alaska Federation of Natives that he would amend our state constitution and drop the Title VIII of Anelka lawsuit, Governor Tony Knowles not only broke his promise to never relinquish our rights as a state, but violated his oath of office to defend, not amend the constitution. Which is, which is it, Governor Knowles? Are you going to keep your promise to the Alaska Federation of Natives and violate your oath of office? Or are you going to defend the state's constitution and begin healing the racial division created by the subsistence requirement of Title VIII of Anelka? You can't have it both ways. Either you serve the Alaska Federation of Natives or you serve all people of Alaska. Which will it be? Now let's talk uh, some more with you, our listeners, and hear why you live in Alaska and what you like about the state. Before we go to our first uh, caller, uh, 
Uh, Philip, I just wanted to mention to Mom that I had a call here, uh, a letter here from someone uh, out in uh, Troy, Minnesota, that says, uh, Happy birthday, uh, Betty Dodge. Are you sure you aren't Betty Salt Lake from Dodge City? Anyone is, who is still visiting Alaska in her 80s is a blessing to have as a parent and, and must have a wonderful role, have met, been a wonderful role model. If all goes well, I will be visiting Alaska for the first time this summer. And I'm looking forward to big skies, big mountains, big water, and God willing, big fish. It is consuming my thoughts, much to the dismay of my boss and my family. But if the visit li lives up to even half the billing it gets from the travel agents, guides, and most promising, the recent visitors, I will have a vacation to treasure until I can repeat it again, hopefully soon. Here's wishing you uh, many more happy birthdays, Can Stram, Troy, Minnesota. So you got uh, people wishing you merry or uh, happy uh, birthday from all over, Mom. That's wonderful. Makes <laughs> me feel good. <laughs> well, let's go maybe, to our... <laughs> maybe I'm not as old as I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Let's go to our next caller, uh, Philip. Good afternoon. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. This is, this is Margaret, and I wanted to wish Mom a happy birthday. Oh, hi. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Love you. Uh, I love you, too. It's good to hear you on the radio, even. <laughs> I'm enjoying every minute of this. This is my happy, happy birthday. Well, good, good. <laughs> uh, okay, now, Margaret, what do you like about uh, Alaska? Why do you live here? Oh, I, I like the family here, but I like the wide open spaces and the changes of uh, uh, the weather, and I like the vistas that I can see. Um, in, in our hiking book that we wrote several years ago, I review that again and again and see the places that we can go and and um i i like the uncongested areas that we can go to on um four-wheelers and in canoes and and things like that i i like the glaciers and the and the wide open pristine waters i i love alaska I thought for sure you was going to say you loved the uh, host of uh, Alaska Outdoor Radio <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> I, I think you're pushing it, Evan. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, yeah. thanks. Thanks for calling. I know you guys love the host. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Happy birthday, Mom. Thank you. Uh, okay. We, we knew who that was, didn't we, Mom? I appreciate Margaret calling in. She's a sweet lady. Let's go to our next uh, caller, Philip. Good afternoon. Hi, Grandma. This is Dave. Oh, <laughs> hello, oh, Dave. Hi, Calling how are California. you? This is David Powell from California, Mom. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Grandma. Uh, how wonderful. This is the second time today I've heard from him. I don't enjoy living in Alaska. That's why I live in California. <laughs> He's never been there. <laughs> what do you think about Alaska, uh, David? I've only seen your magazine and pictures on television, I guess. Well, what's your impression? Having been, never been here, what uh, t t describe Alaska for us? Great hunting, great fishing, uh, cold a lot of the time, snow, uh, great people, down-home people. It's uh, a real liberal state uh, politically, and I have an uncle who lives there, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, it's nice of you to call. I wanted to wish Grandma a happy birthday and let her know what a great influence she has been on my life and i love her very much well thanks david i love you and now that you're a star on the radio can i have an autograph oh i don't know <laughs> you can if you come to salt lake okay 
All right, bye-bye. We'll see you, David. Thanks again for the call. I bet you didn't expect that call uh, today on the radio, did you, Mom? did he do that? Pardon me? How did he know to do that? Well, I sent him an email, told him what I was going to do, and I know that he's uh, one of these rich Californians, you know, that can afford a long-distance call. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and I just figured he might uh, respond, and he didn't confirm to me that he was going to do it, so I did not know that he was, but uh, it was nice of him to call. He's that kind of a guy. He just uh, steps up and uh, does the things that are right. Yeah, he's the boss. In the place he works, too. Oh, that that's helps, why. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's why he is the boss, because he's a nice guy. Oh. Mom, uh, I got this letter that said, Dear Mrs. Betty Dodge, we wish you a very happy birthday from South Alabama, where the high today will probably be pushing 80 degrees. That's above zero. Hope you're having a beautiful day in Salt Lake. Southerners are very friendly people, and we love birthdays. Hope you have a lot more. My daughter, who has been uh, my most serious fishing companion since she was old enough to hold a pole, uh, we have been dreaming for years about fishing in Alaska. Finally, we have enough frequent flyer miles to come. We are full of eager anticipation. Uh, Tom Yarborough, Mobile, Alabama. So we got uh, some folks from uh, from the South, uh, the South 48. wishing you uh, a happy birthday. Are you feeling younger now, Mom? Yes, I am. Getting younger by the minute. <laughs> Do you recall, uh, Mom, your uh, first impression of Alaska the first time you was here? My first impression of Alaska, that was so far away, and my son was going there, and I felt like he was going to a place I'd never hear from him again. It was so far away. But it gets closer all the time somehow. <laughs> yes, it does. Seems and like was, it, doesn't it? And I was just there last May, May of 97. No, July. I was there in 97. Yeah, you was here last summer. Yeah. Yeah. July yeah. of 97. Had a wonderful time. Uh, it wasn't cold and dark and igloos and all no, those things no, then? No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Didn't even have to have a sweater on. So <laughs> that's why I say I, you have to go there to learn that it is not just all cold and dark. Uh, we've got another caller. Uh, uh, let's... Uh, Go to the caller. Why do you like Alaska? Hello, Go ahead, Evan. caller. You're on the air. Hello, Evan. This is Doug Anderson calling. Well, hi, Doug. How are you doing today? I'm doing, now that I hear your sweet, melodious voice, even better. <laughs> thank you. I'd just like to wish your mom a happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Doug. You're very welcome. Uh, I, it's the wonders of technology, I suppose. I thought you were here in Alaska. No, I'm not. I gather from the radio that you're down in Utah, maybe, at the moment. I am. I'm in Salt Lake. That's wonderful, isn't it? But I love to go to Alaska. Yes. You can tell by Doug's accent that he's not a, uh, was not born in Alaska. He sounds like Denmark. (laughs) No, I'm from England originally. Oh, are you? Yes. I I lived in Alaska for nine years and then was moved away for ten years and I returned two years ago. And, Everyone uh, you talk to in Alaska, that when you say, how come you came to Alaska? Well, they say we got transferred up here, and we loved it so much we stayed. Is that your same uh, thing? Almost. I, I visited uh, briefly and liked it very much, and then there was an opportunity, opportunity to transfer with the company, and I jumped to that opportunity and uh, spent nine years here as a result of that. And now do you think you're there to stay? Well, we returned two years ago, and uh, we don't have any plans to move yet, and we are enjoying living here. Oh, good. 
the subject of the show, I think, is uh, why why do you live in Alaska? Why do you like to live in Alaska? And yes. In our case, it's uh, we found that it's a very interesting place. There's the the dramatic difference between summer and winter, I think, adds to the interest. Everyone gets out their summer toys and then a few months later puts them away again and takes out the winter toys. And I think that helps to make things interesting, too. People forget to go to sleep in the summertime. They, it stays light all the time, so they stay up forever. That is the case with some people, yes. It's, it does make uh, sleeping difficult when the sun's still shining so late at night. But uh, my relationship with uh, Evan... Uh, has been because I published my book, Golden Trib One, which is uh, about some of my exploits in Alaska. And uh, I did that while I was away from Alaska for the most part, and it kind of made me more homesick thinking about Alaska when I was writing the book. <laughs> and uh, I've talked to Evan about that quite a bit. <laughs> I think maybe Mom's a senior book, Doug. Uh, she may have even read part of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me, tell me the name of your book again. It's called Gold in Trib One. Yes. And it's about our exploits, uh, exploring some tributaries. In and the you wrote that w while you were out of Alaska? Uh, for the most part, yes. No wonder it made you homesick. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I was traveling on company business a lot, and it's very difficult to write a book about hiking and gold prospecting in Alaska when you can look out through the hotel window and see palm trees waving. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, uh, for the most part, came together while I was traveling on company business and evenings in different places. Wonderful. I hope the book is... Uh, on, uh, I hope you're having a lot of success in people buying and reading that book and making them on Yes, it seems to be going reasonably well, thanks to Evan promoting it. Good. Well, Doug, I sure appreciate you uh, calling in today and sharing your thoughts on Alaska, and uh, thanks for wishing uh, my mom a uh, happy birthday. Yes, yeah, nice talking uh, with uh, both of you, and once again, uh, happy birthday. Thank you very much, Doug Anderson. Bye-bye, then. Yep, talk to bye -bye. you later. Bye-bye, Evan. Thank you. You bye -bye. bet. Thanks a lot. Uh, mom, uh, we have a, a person here that wrote in and says, Happy birthday, Betty Dodge. May you have a year filled with happiness. We have several things in common. My daughter lives in Fairbanks, and I have been to Alaska three times. Once in January 1997, when I went, I went dog sledding, when it was minus 34 degrees, 40, minus 43 degrees. I was dressed for it, and it wasn't cold. The dogs were from Chattanooga Lodge north of Fairbanks. It was wonderful. We enjoyed the summer trips, too. The hours of sunlight were wonderful, and the sights were out of this world. My father is uh, having a birthday this month, too. He will be 95 on the 10th of January. He lives in his own apartment and drives five miles each day to visit my mother, who is in a nursing home. He is a remarkable man in many ways, and he beats me at cribbage almost every day. Again, happy birthday. This is from Lee York in Middleton, Wisconsin. Oh, how nice. And then this, uh, this is one that was a surprise to you. It says, happy birthday from Jeannie in New Zealand. We heard about Alaska through a friend who lives in Petersburg. We may be coming over there soon, and I do not doubt that it will be cold. <laughs> Jeannie in New Zealand. Uh, how would you answer that, uh, that message? I have no doubt that it will be cold, Mom. Well, I think it's cold in New Zealand, too, at times. 
Well, uh, I recall once that uh, when, uh, maybe about the first time you was, no, it wasn't the first time, but we had an extremely hot summer. And uh, I recall you had some friends when you went back, uh, uh, had some comments to you about it, but the people uh, here would ask you, what did you do, come to Alaska to, uh, you know, to or come back home to thaw out? And uh, you had to tell them that it was warmer in Alaska when you was here than it was in Salt Lake. I went up there one time and was helping you set up your office in a new area, set up your files, and it was I was so warm all the time, and I kept complaining about it all the time, and it was 90 degrees in Salt Lake then, and I kept telling them that I was going back to Salt Lake where it was cool because it was so warm that summer. It was a little, maybe a little different kind of heat. It was a different kind of heat, and I noticed it so much more because... It's so dry in Salt Lake, and there you have a little more moisture. I noticed there in Alaska, too, <clears throat> the snow is, feels different when you walk on it. Uh, it's crunchier or something. I don't know whether it freezes harder and takes all of the moisture out. But when you walk on the snow, it crunches and makes a louder noise, and you feel like you're walking on frozen sand. It's kind of a beautiful sound. Yet, uh, especially when it's real quiet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, the lady that came on was talking about Bill and Lily Stoltz. I've read their book, and I met Bill and Lily, and they, I loved their book, and they were certainly, uh, when I met them and, and read their book, I just lived every minute of it. I thought it was wonderful. You could tell they've had such a wonderful, colorful life and done so much good for so many people. Anyone needs to read that book, especially the people that, have been to Alaska or want to go there, it'll make them want to go. Well, uh, Bill and Lily, uh, Mom, are outside uh, kind of repeating what they did uh, 67 years ago. 67 oh, years ago, they went, uh, got on a, a, a boat in Seward and went on their honeymoon to, the, to Seattle. Uh, this year, right after Christmas, they got on an uh, airplane and went to, uh, uh, to Arizona and uh, celebrating their uh, wedding anniversary, 67-year wedding anniversary. Oh, goodness how fortunate they are to be together i wish your evan i wish your dad had lived all these years too he may have liked alaska well he probably would he loved outdoors and he yeah. certainly loved to fish and hunt here's a here's another note uh, mom you might be interested in it says uh, just a note to wish your mother a very happy birthday 81 years old uh, ought to qualify you for a pioneer status no matter where you live as for my impressions of Alaska, as you know, I visited with my wife after Thanksgiving this year on a book promotion and haven't been able to get the place out of my mind since. I have never met with such down-home hospitality and friendliness. Alaska is a wonderful state, and we can hardly wait for our next visit. That's signed by Mark Otte, Spirit Lake, Idaho. And then here's the one says, I'm sending greetings for a happy 81st birthday to your mother, Betty Dodge, in Salt Lake City, Utah. May she be blessed with good health. And happiness, Rosemary Billadu, Fredericks, Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia. And uh, one more, uh, Mom, and we're probably going to run out of uh, time today. Uh, seems like we're uh, moving on uh, rather quickly today. This is the, the uh, probably the last one we'll be able to, uh, to have today. This is one, uh, happy birthday to your mother. I wish she may many happy moments and very happy memories throughout the year and always. The family of my friends will get, get back to Alaska in this year. I therefore would like to visit Alaska soon, 
If I can be in Alaska, I of course want to see many wild animals and do want to enjoy a magnificent view fully and want to meet a nature that I have never seen in Japan. So I have to save the money to re for realizing my desire. Again, I want to send to your mother my heartiest congratulations on her birthday, and that's signed by Riko Sito, Tokyo, Japan. Oh, how nice. How <laughs> wonderful. She also because sent uh, a little picture of some roses, Mom. I knew that you'd probably like those. Well, <laughs> we've had a tape of this whole hour. Well, Philip's been uh, accomplishing that for you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Sure has made my day, Evan. Well, I hope so, Mom. I hope you feel a little younger. I do. Now you're 81 years young. <laughs> well, we're yes, gonna, I am. We're going to have to move on, but we just have time for one last cast. Today's one last cast is titled, How Is It, Really? A few years ago, I was with an Alaska company as an exhibitor in a sports and travel show in Houston, Texas. We had been careful to choose uh, our materials and did not include anything if it even had a hint of snow or ice. We were anxious to put our best summer foot forward. During the course of the show, two school teachers approached the booth and greeted us with enthusiasm. They explained that their classes had been studying Alaska the past several days and wondered if we had any interesting material that they could take back to school to share with their students. We loaded them up with publications and filled their shopping bags with brochures and videos. Upon their departure, they thanked us graciously and prepared to leave. After taking a few steps into the aisle, one of them returned in a quiet, almost whisper voice. Said, uh, she said, is it really cold, dark, and snowy there all of the time? Almost every call that uh, our letter our family receives contains a weather report inquiry. Is it really cold? Do you have snow? What is the temperature? People seem to refuse to believe the truth. Prior to Mom's first visit to Alaska, she was victim of these misconceptions. Late one May, I was in her home in Salt Lake City. Almost concurrent with questions concerning mutual acquaintances, she asked about the present weather. I told her of our pleasant, warm, long days and about our garden preparations. After courteously listening, she leaned forward and whispered so no one else could hear. I know, but how is it really? I told her it was 50 degrees below zero, the snow had melted down to where we could now see out the top half of the windows, and we expected the sun again in a few weeks. Sitting back in the chair, she smugly exclaimed, that's just what I thought. That's what a lot of people think, even in the face of hard evidence to the contrary. They persist in believing the misconceptions. It appears to be easier to retail the myths than accept the truth. I uh, wondered if those two Texas school teachers don't, don't represent part of the reason that these false impressions continue. Unless I miss my guess, their students didn't get a true picture of Alaska and probably will grow up thinking Seward's Folly is nothing but icebergs and the glaciers. Even, on to, even with today's storehouse of information in print and on videos and on television, a lot of people still think Alaska is synonymous with North Pole and Antarctica. Mom spent a few summers in Anchorage and even some wintertime and is now a frustrated Alaska Goodwill emissary. Why, she asked, do people think it's always cold, dark, and snowy? I don't know. Maybe they don't get the newspaper. Perhaps their school teacher taught them or perhaps, perhaps they listened to their mom before she came to Alaska to thaw out. When you go outdoors, take a young person with you and teach them by your example what it means to be a sportsman. Behind the wheel or in the boat or on the road or in the field, Take the high trail and practice ethics of fair chase. Goodbye and good luck. May God bless you in the land of the midnight sun and may your days be happy and long in Alaska's outdoors. 
Friday, as always, will bring you accurate and authentic answers for Alaskans by Alaskans. In the meantime, keep in touch. <laughs>